Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Sadie Olivia, and this is my podcast, Student of the Universe, where I talk about astrology, spirituality, tarot, whatever comes to mind, whatever is consuming my thoughts, because I'm just a student of the universe, you know? I'm just figuring it out. It's 3.33 p.m. right now. I have a lit candle, which is hopefully providing a peaceful ambiance, and there's also a thunderstorm rumbling in the background, which will be going throughout the whole night, and I thought, what could be a more perfect setting for me to record a podcast episode? And I don't have anyone featured on this podcast episode, which is something that... I feel like I got really comfortable with is having access to my friends who make me feel really comfortable and I feel like I'm having a conversation as opposed to the ones where I record it just by myself and I'm kind of like this is just what I wanted to say. I'm going to say all of this out loud to no one in particular at the moment and hopefully people enjoy it. Another thing that I've been feeling kind of not anxious per se, but like another thing that's been on my mind recently is the amount of research that goes into my podcast because I feel like I share my opinion a lot and I don't really back it up with any factual information, any actual studies. Like a lot of the time I feel really free to be like, I got this information from a TikTok, it may or may not be correct. And then kind of dive into my thoughts on that, which is pretty typical of my style. But there are times when I feel like there's a topic that I care enough about to put research into to really understand to its steps and be able to teach on this platform what I've learned so that other people might be able to not have to go out and study all of these obscure sources and instead have my podcast to be able to listen to and learn new things. And so one thing that I thought wasn't spoken a lot about in the astrology community that could be something I could, you know, put my time and research into to understand better is draconic birth charts. What is a draconic birth chart? You might be thinking, didn't Sadie have an anxiety attack when she learned about sidereal and like couldn't do astrology for three months? And the answer is that yes, yes, indeed, that did happen. Um, Yeah, I want to talk to you guys about draconic birth charts and what's going on there. Like, what, what is it? Where did it come from? And is it important? Is it a chart that we have to look at? Like, how does it differ from tropical and sidereal? So we're going to get into that, you know. I think one thing that was a little difficult the first time that I was researching draconic birth charts is that what you really would want as a source of information about these would be probably historical texts like you know original information from the astrologers who were first discovering this information but of course we don't really have easy access to that more often than not we have people who discovered draconic birth charts and thought they were interesting and wrote articles about them which could have valid information but i'm personally the type of person who'd like to learn it from the culture that it originated in but nonetheless i found this article from studybreak.com how you can use a draconic astrology to better understand your soul This was written by Sarah Penix at Ohio University, so all of this was written by them, and I do not take credit for what I'm about to read. Draconic astrology is an ancient practice that is meant to give further insight into your soul. This sect of astrology can be used to further understand how you feel without the effect of any outside influences, like your personality. For me, my draconic chart reflects how I feel in the depths of my soul and the ways in which I manifest my true self to the world, while my natal chart helps me understand how I deal with society related to myself. Okay, so quick note, I feel like they're basically describing the draconic chart the way that I personally was understanding the sidereal chart, so that's a little bit interesting for me, but here we go. 
From Babylonian times, this form of chart reading has served as a way to learn more about your true or higher self. However, the practice was long forgotten until recently when astrologers revived the ancient study once again over the past decade. The word draconic comes from the Latin names for the lunar nodes. The dragon's head, or the lunar north node, named Cada, and the dragon's tail, or the lunar south node, named Draconis. Unlike tropical zodiac birth charts, draconic astrology begins with the north node at zero degrees Aries. The chart does not begin with the north node at the vernal equinox, like mainstream natal chart readings. Instead, the north node is essentially the beginning of a natal chart, creating a deep connection with how your soul and your draconic chart functions. So to clarify, if you didn't particularly understand that, so when they're calculating where everything in your chart is, it will vary between the varieties of types of birth charts, what information you use to depict it. So although you're using the same birth chart information as you are for your tropical for the draconic chart, it will come out almost as if on a completely different day. For example, although I'm an Aquarius sun in my tropical chart and my sidereal chart, I am a Libra sun in my draconic chart because the calculations made my birth date on a completely different quote-unquote day. Which makes sense because this is from a really, really long time ago, right? I know that a lot of sidereal predictions from cultures from a long time ago were accurate to the day despite the axis of the earth changing and creating the tropical chart that we know of now, which makes it so that the seasons happen at different times, but they still, in a sense, overlap a little bit. With the way that draconic charts are calculated, it does not overlap by any means. I mean, I would consider Libra to be almost at the other end of the year as opposed to Aquarius season, which I'm used to knowing as my season. That is just my very general way of explaining what a draconic chart is, but Right now, I'm going to explain in depth for people who are truly into astrology, who really want to understand what is going on with Draconic Chart. I'm about to explain that. If you're not really interested in that, that's okay. Bear with me. We'll get into the fun part later. So, how to calculate the Draconic Chart. I'm reading an article on astro.com called Draconic Astrology Getting in Touch with a Deeper Self by Maria Blackwear. So here's what they say. Many sites such as astro.com calculate draconic charts. It can also be done very simply by using the position of the tropical north node as zero Aries. The north node can be determined in two ways, mean or true. The main difference being that while mean is always in retrograde, true is direct a few days each month. To figure out the mean, the node's rate of motion is averaged out, while true takes into account the position of the node after correction for the altercations that gravitational forces of the sun and moon cause in its path. The result is very similar in both cases, and they are never more than a few degrees away from each other. There is no agreement among astrologers as to which is better to use in chart analysis. Rudyard advocates the mean of the mean node. In his own words, as the nodes are not actual, concrete entities, but refer to the interaction of two cycles, the lunar month and the solar year, the mean position of the nodes seems to be more significant than their slightly different actual position. To calculate the draconic chart, the position of the north node is subtracted from the location of each planet and house cusp. The same procedure is used for the rest of the planets and house cusps. In the resulting chart, the shape of the chart does not change because tropical house placements and aspects remain the same. 
These will have different signs and degrees, but same house positions as in tropical. A moon emplaced in the tropical 8th square Saturn will still be in the same position and aspect in the draconic, for example. This chart coexists with the tropical one, complementing it, so it's better to approach them together. Special attention should be paid to conjunctions and oppositions between tropical and draconic planets. These links make available more subliminal aspects of our personality, which come up by means of conscious traits represented by the tropical planets and angles. To help make a clear distinction between the functioning of both charts, Argentinian astrologer Nestor Echarte recommends interpreting the draconic houses and planets as if they were conjunct the moon. Take as an example a woman with a son in cancer who feels that although she can identify with the importance of protecting and nurturing her family, this is not enough to make her feel fulfilled. Her draconic son is Aquarius, so one could say that although her immediate environment will always be crucial, there's an inner force that compels her to get involved with groups or activities related to social issues or modern technological developments. Honestly, I hope at this point maybe you understand because I couldn't have said it better myself. Okay, so let's take a moment real quick. So sorry to distract from my own podcast. However, it is the next day and I am coming back to continue recording this episode because I had to wake up at 4 a.m. the next day. So it wasn't going to happen. But the fun thing is, is that yesterday I was actually recording on my coffee table and I was sitting on the floor with my back leaning against the couch because that's the best way I knew how to do it. And right now I'm actually recording this in my office. That's right. Which is pretty cool because maybe I can finally make like commentary YouTube videos that I've been wanting to make for a really long time instead of just a podcast because I'll be able to like have a background, have natural lighting, you know, like this could happen right now. Like I have all the equipment I need for it to happen. I think it's a fact of putting my face to my words and like beginning the process of actually researching things and I don't know. There's been some block in my way. It's not that I haven't made YouTube videos, it's that I've never made a commentary YouTube video and I think the idea of doing my first one seems overwhelming, even though that's technically kind of what I'm doing in the podcast. I'm getting distracted. I just thought it was really cool that I'm currently recording this in my office and it's just nice to be able to say that and feel like the real deal again. But yeah, let's get back into draconic astrology. What were we talking about? Like, we were getting really into it and then I just like went to sleep, went to work, and was like, okay, let's get back into it. So where are we? First, I gave a general idea of draconic astrology, and then I gave how the birth chart is actually calculated. And now I just kind of want to give my thoughts. And before I do so, I say this probably every time I try to educate people about astrology, but... I think astrology is a really personal thing and at the end of the day, if the way that I do astrology doesn't work for you, that's totally okay. We all have our own perspective and just in the way that we consume music and art differently, we will also consume astrology differently. So please take what I say with a grain of salt and if something doesn't resonate with you, that's totally okay. That doesn't mean you're wrong, that doesn't mean I'm wrong, it means we're figuring out astrology together. So I had a really interesting thought while I was reading out loud these articles, right? And my first thought was like, oh, I need to text my astrology group chat about this, like with Lisa and Elise and Jenny and like talk to them about it. And then I was like, dude, you're in the middle of making a podcast, like say it to the podcast. And 
Anyways, just a fun little interaction with myself. Yeah, so the thought that I had while reading those aloud was I was trying to understand my interpretation of the tropical versus sidereal situation was that sidereal is more in line with who we really are and tropical is the way that we express that, the mask we put on when we go out and socialize with people. And so I was thinking, okay, what could sidereal be if that's actually what draconic is? And then it dawned on me like, like a revelation. I began to imagine each of these three charts as our mind, our body, and our soul. Now, it's most likely that you can associate them differently than the way that I perceive them, but personally, this is the way I perceived how they line up. So tropical is your societal expression, and therefore it would be your body, the way that you express your body, the way you protect your body, the way that it interacts with this reality, but sidereal would be your mind. And the reason why is because these charts are usually pretty similar. You usually share a few of your placements between the tropical and the sidereal. Because in some ways, your mind and your body do connect, but in other ways, they don't. And that would be the differing placements between your tropical and your sidereal chart. You know what I mean? The sidereal would be more internal and the tropical would be more external. That leaves the soul to the draconic chart. The soul is internal and always internal. It is not exhibited in the external way. It does not have the same relationship that tropical and sidereal do. Typically, although your draconic birth chart will share all the same houses, and although your draconic chart will also have all the same transits, it's still most likely that most of the planets are different, if not all of them. I believe possibly all of them. For me, all of the planets were different. And that means that your soul is someone you haven't even quite met yet. And so the use of the draconic astrology is to find out more information about that soul, how it comes out and expresses itself through the relationship between the draconic chart and the tropical sidereal charts, and just understanding yourself better. Because the things that the draconic chart will show are things that other people will not see, things you might not even see. Like this could be a double blind situation where no one has seen this chart and it may feel confusing at first, especially because all the placements are so different from what you've been used to seeing but it is the deeper picture of your purpose here on earth, what matters to you the most, and it can tell you a lot of information about how to make decisions better using your tropical chart. I have always believed that magic is not possible without imagination, and if you're too skeptical to allow yourself to create things, imagine things that aren't really there, then you're not really gonna make it to the furthest extent of what magic could be. So with that in mind, I would love if you could look up your draconic birth chart, which just type in draconic birth chart on Google, you will find a link to be able to make one for free with your information. So go and do that and then take a good look at it, kind of get to know that person. And like I said, your soul is within you. It's someone that you have to get to know. When you say you're finding yourself, what you mean is you're understanding your soul so that you can understand your intentions and follow the path that would bring you the most joy and peace in life. So take a moment to get to know that person. There is a person within you that isn't exactly who you are that you need to nurture and take care of and have conversations with. Give them a name. Give them a gender. Give them a sexuality. Even if they're not the same ones as yours, it doesn't matter. This is like your soul, dude. It doesn't matter. And it can change too. Like your soul is not held to an identity. Trust me. But like get to know them. You'll learn more about who they truly are when you ask more questions and get to know them. So yeah, give them a name. Give them a personality. Do draw them for real. I am definitely going to be drawing my draconic birth chart 
after I record this podcast and like getting to know that person because I have a feeling that they're a very cool person. I feel like I would be friends with, speaking of which, you know, why don't I just bring up my draconic birth chart and we can use me as an example of how fucking weird this situation is. Okay, so a lot of the time when people listen to my podcast, they often ask me, why do you feel so free to just say your birth chart information on the internet where anyone could have access to it? And it's like, I get it. On one hand, I do get it. But on the other hand, like, who do you have to truly hide this from? What's the worst that could happen? Someone could actually know me better? I don't know. I'm just not really that worried about it. It's not something that, like, I don't think you could use it against me, truly. Like, I think maybe someone could be like, oh, I know how to use this against you and do, like, a spell or, like, know what day to fuck with me, I guess. I don't know, but I'm not really that concerned about it. Anyways, so typically my tropical chart is Aquarius, Sun, Libra, Rising, Aries, Moon, Pisces, Mercury, Pisces, Venus, Scorpio, Mars. My sidereal chart is Aquarius Sun, Virgo Rising, Pisces Moon, Aquarius Mercury, Pisces Venus, Libra Mars. It is what it is. It's hot girl stuff, whatever. But here is where it gets really crazy. So like I said, your draconic chart is going to seem like a completely different day. And here's my draconic birth chart. We got a Libra Sun, Taurus Rising, Scorpio Moon, Libra Mercury, Scorpio Venus, Gemini Mars. How could that be more different? In some ways, yes, I mean, like, I have, well, oh, wow, you know, that is interesting because Scorpio and Libra makes up for a lot of this chart, and that's both of my Mars and the other placements. So is, because Mars is aggression, like, I'm literally working this out as the podcast is recording. Guys, this is, like, my first time having these thoughts. Okay, so my tropical Mars sign is my moon in my Venus, in my draconic chart. My sidereal Mars sign is my sun and my Mercury. Sun and Mercury. So moon and Venus is tropical. Moon and Venus and sun and Mercury. So that kind of makes sense for what I was saying, right? Like your moon and your Venus as your tropical chart is your body. Your emotions dictate how your body looks, and Venus is also aesthetic and pleasure and beauty, so that makes total sense. And then your sidereal chart is your mind, so your sun is the way that you present who you are, and your Mercury is how you communicate the ideas that you have. So, your mind. Did I just do that, or what? Like, I feel like I killed it. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, I think my draconic chart's pretty hot, pretty, you know, beautiful, cute, sexy, I don't know. What, like, what words do you use to describe a birth chart? I don't know, I like it. Okay, let me compare all of them. So, like, Aquarius as my sun makes a lot of sense, and the fact that my sun is still an air sign, yeah, that makes sense. I do feel like I am an air sign, although I'm full of water. Um, I'm basically a water balloon. Okay, moon. Moon and Scorpio versus, you know, my Aries and my Pisces moon. I mean, I feel, oh my god, I feel like if you add Aries moon plus Pisces moon, you get Scorpio moon. Damn, I'm on it. Mercury. Okay, look at this. Pisces Mercury plus Aquarius Mercury, Libra Mercury. Holy shit, I'm a fucking genius, I think. My Venus is in Pisces in both tropical and sidereal, but it's in Scorpio over here. So we just moved to, we just moved to another water sign. I don't even know what that's about. Mars in Gemini. So Scorpio Mars plus Libra Mars equals Gemini Mars. Dude, spot on, spot on. I mean, I could keep going, but oh, whoa, my soul Saturn is in Sagittarius. I haven't done the outer planets. Like I haven't even looked at them. Jupiter and Scorpio. Yeah. For personal reasons that I don't care to share on this podcast, my Jupiter is in Scorpio. (laughs) Saturn in Sagittarius. Yeah. Period.
I don't know what to say. My Uranus and my Neptune are in Virgo. Ouch. Don't hurt my feelings. My Pluto's in Cancer. Calm down. My North Node is in Aries. My Lilith is in Gemini. My Chiron is in Cancer. My Part of Fortune is in Aries. Hmm. Part of Fortune and North Node in Aries. And Aries is my tropical moon. I do feel successful. I do feel fortunate. I'm just one of those people who wants to know everything about astrology and you don't have to be one of those people. No matter how in-depth you go into astrology, it is worth it to take a look at your draconic chart and just get an idea of what kind of internal energy is impacting you in the way that you live your life. And I don't know, maybe you'll resonate with it more. I remember saying to Lisa the other day, I was like, can I just present as my draconic chart? Like, I feel like that would be so much easier and people would truly understand me if I went by it. But, you know, it is what it is. And I just wanted to share that with you guys. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed this quick little episode about draconic astrology. But yeah, if you have anything to add, if you want to talk about anything, you can send me a message on my website, sadieolivia.art.blog. And we could just talk about it. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy this podcast. And I will talk to you in the next episode.